Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. Happy Monday. I'm so glad to be back with you. I just don't feel like myself when I don't have these calls every day now. It's kind of crazy how um, it, at the beginning it felt like it was a transition. And now I feel like I'm not getting my daily workout in for my brain if I'm not here. I know so many of you feel the same. You've been messaging me about how much this work is helping you. And that just makes me so excited because changing your life is the coolest thing ever. And when, when you realize that your thoughts are the only thing holding you back, it is amazing because it's where all your power is. And right now, when you give in to your thoughts, you're giving all your power away to something or someone. And when you take your power back through your thoughts, you truly change your life. So Again, I'm going to keep reminding you because it's so important that you do not miss it. Wednesday, October 20th, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Big stars on the calendar. Circle it. Set alarms. Don't miss it. I'm going to be teaching a free webinar on how to get in the zone, what the zone is, and why now is the most important time for your business to be in the zone this time of year, right before the holidays, especially before the holidays, so that you have support through this quarter and well into the new year. I'm going to be talking about the future of this program, where it's headed, how you can continue on with this community if it's something that you feel adds value to your life, and what you can still join us for if you're just not ready to move forward with the community where I'm taking it. But I promise you, it's going to be so much better than what we've created here, which sounds crazy because we have something so amazing here. But I can't wait to tell you all of the details and features and everything that I've created for you. It's going to just totally knock your socks off. So make sure you share the link with your team, with you, and um, it's going to be amazing. There's also going to be a special early bird code that I'm going to give you if you come to the live or watch the replay, replay of the live within a certain amount of time. So it's really important that you pay attention to that date, October 20th, um, so that you can have access to everything that I'm offering you. Okay, we're going to get started today with coaching. And if this is one of your first calls with us, you've never, maybe never done this before. One of the things that is so special about coaching that many of you are starting to realize and understand is that you might be someone um, that is really shy or just doesn't really want to get coached in front of people. And one of the biggest features of this program is that all of the calls are done in group format. So anyone can come and you can get coached or you can listen to someone else get coached. And the benefit is that you don't even have to be the one being coached in order to make progress. You can hear other people get coached. 
and you can benefit from the application that I'm giving them. You can get one-on-one coached with me like we've been doing here on these calls and other people are going to be listening and benefiting from that. But if you're just too shy or you don't know what to get coached on that day, or you don't have a particular issue in mind, you can come to the call and still benefit. And that is truly what is such magic about this style of coaching that I'm so excited to offer you. So it's been really great to see your messages come in and telling me about how you just cannot believe that the changes this making in your life, just listening to other people get coached. So if you're not on my email list yet, I've made it easier to get on my email list. I have an incredible web designer that is redoing my website for me. And she made some changes ahead of time before October 20th. And all you have to do is go to emilygibsoncoaching.com and click add me to your email list or put me on your wait list or, um, or I would like to subscribe to your emails. It's so easy. You don't even have to mess with Calendly right now. So, um, and it's always going to be that way from here forward as far as getting on the email list. So super easy. And I'm so excited that we were able to fix that for you guys. (laughs) Okay. Now, Cheyenne, you're up, sister. What can I help you with today? Um, so I don't know what to say in particular. Um, oh, perfect. See, that's I, the best thing is you don't ever have to be prepared. <laughs> As I always just do it all the thinking for you. Tell me okay. a little bit about if you are going to be coached on, or if you would prefer to be coached on something in your personal life or your business. Uh, my business. Okay. And what comes to mind when you think about your business? Um, what's your relationship like with your business? Is it like a new boyfriend that you're like obsessed with, or is it like, uh, the caller ID rings and I'm like, not going to answer that call. I'm screening it. Like, I don't want to talk to it. I like to shove it somewhere else. Like, or is it like stalker status or romance in love or tell me where you're at? Um, so it is something I really want to do but it, um, it's the timing. And so I'm a teacher and a mom of three, single mom of three. So, um, finding the time to answer it. And I have that personality where if I can't do it right, I avoid it (laughs) until I have the time to do it correctly and well. Um, I don't have that personality where anything is better than nothing. So if I can't do it, perfect or right, then I avoid it. And so when I get a a text message about um, Plexus or a video to watch, or I'm like, I got to set that aside until I have the time to devote to it because I don't, um, I don't multitask very well, or I do, but I can't process a lot at the same time. So, um, so I put it off and then, you know, there's never time for that when I put it off. Hey, can you tell me a time recently where this has happened? Um, so like I said, I'm a teacher. And so in the middle of the day, somebody will message me with a question or a video, or I get emails, you know, from, um, Plexus that I want to watch and I want to join, but if it's in the middle of the day while I'm at work, I can't do it. 
So then I put it off. Well, by that time I get home with the boys and it's dinner and it's activities and it's things like that. So then I never find the time to do it and I forget about it. So I know this sounds like something that happens frequently for you. Yeah. Yes. Um, when's the last time it happened? Um, like did an email come through today or over the weekend or on Friday? Well, on Friday, I was lunch break right now. No, I am actually on fall break and I am in Alabama visiting my fiance. So we're staying at his Airbnb and we have no internet. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm like, teacher, Monday, school, where are the kids? Because I was a school teacher. So I taught third and second grade. My degree is in elementary education. So yeah. Okay. So you're on vacation and that's so exciting. Okay. So when's like, think back to the last time where you were at school with your class and was it a message or an email that came in? Um, probably message. We have a really good, um, group message on Facebook messenger with our, our team. Mm-hmm. And so, um, things come across, you know, uh, daily challenges or here's what I want you to do for the day, or have you done these IPIs for the day? And I can't get to them right then. And then by the end of the day, you know, like I said, I get busy in the evenings with the boys and, um, by the, before I know it, it's 10 o'clock at night. and then I feel bad messaging people. (laughs) Okay. So you received a Facebook group message during class time. What time of day would that have been? Do you remember? Um, no, I don't particularly. No. While you were teaching your class. Yes. Yes. Most likely. Most likely. Okay. okay. Or I'm also a special ed teacher. So I, I do case management and I'm in my um, office trying to write ARDS and things like that. While working. While you were working. Yes. <laughs> okay. And when the message comes in, you think, I don't have time to do that right now. Is that what I heard you say? Yes. Okay. And when you think, I don't have time to do that right now, what feeling comes across? A one word emotion. Um, well, it's a little bit of panic, but it's also a little bit of guilt because I know I want to do it, but I can't get to it. If you had to pick one, And it's just in this moment of when you think, I don't have time to do that right now. Would you say it's more panic or guilt? Probably more overwhelm. Okay. Like I'm already juggling five things and then the message comes across and something else to deal with. And I don't have time to do that right now. And Yeah, but it's really what I want to be doing. Okay. And so you feel overwhelmed. And so what do you do? Walk me through what you do when you feel overwhelmed and you think, you know, you're thinking, I don't have time to do that right now. And you feel overwhelmed. What do you do? Do you open the message? Do you avoid opening the message? Like what happens? Uh, no, I, I, I don't open it 
so that I can have that little reminder later to read it when I get a chance. And, um, and then I prioritize in that moment what I, I need to be doing. Like I want to be, well, I want to be checking the message and working my business, but if I'm at work and in that moment, I need to focus on whatever student I'm working with or whatever paperwork I'm trying to finish. Okay. So you focus on student or paperwork. Mm -hmm. What else do you do when you feel overwhelmed? What's going on inside of your head when you feel overwhelmed thinking, I don't have time to do that right now. Well, I, I guess I, I pick the one thing that I absolutely have to do and then just push the rest aside until I can get to it. But like, what's going on in your head when you're, when you're doing that? You said you, you said you, um, you kind of tend to go toward guilt a little bit. You mentioned that. Are you like, uh, having things like having things go through your mind, like, um, I should be doing this or like doubting yourself or any of those things going on? I don't think it's so much self-doubt as um, comes because I know that I'm much better and much more helpful for my family than me working at the school. And so I guess that's where the guilt comes from. <laughs> Explain that to me a little bit more. Um. So the Plexus business would give me time with my family and a better income for my family than teaching. Teaching, I have no room to move up. But during that nine hours that I'm at school, I'm so busy and ingrained in teaching that I don't have the time in that nine hour block to work on the Plexus. And so I feel a little guilty that I'm devoting nine hours of my day helping other people's children and not my own. Mm -hmm. And it kind of sounds like there's a little, like, is there, is there anything going on in your head when you feel like, you know, when you're feeling overwhelmed, like I'm never going to be able to make this work? Um, I don't know that I'm here all day. I don't want to put like words in your mouth or anything, but I'm just wondering if like, any of that is going on in your head where you're like, I'm here for nine hours. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me? Okay. Now I can. Yes. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> um, and I don't want to put words in your mouth or anything like that, but what I'm wondering is what I'm really curious about and I'm sort of getting nosy inside of your head. Right. Um, but I'm wondering if like, you just said to me, like, I'm here for nine hours focusing on other people's children. And, um, and I'm not focusing on my children. So like, what does your brain go to like long-term when you think that thought, like when you're like, oh yeah, I'm here all day. I don't have time for this. Then are you, are you ever thinking things like, and I'm never going to have time for this and I'm never going to be there for my family. Like, is any of those things happen or any of those things happening? Um, it used to be that way, but there's kind of been a shift lately and that um, I'm going to have to figure it out because I can't do this anymore. Like mm-hmm. I need that shift. I need to go towards plexus versus the teaching world at this point. 
Why is that? Um, <clears throat> well, it's getting harder and harder to be a teacher. And we have more and more responsibilities and less and less time to do it. And so I feel like I'm working myself to death for no benefit. When I would rather work this hard to benefit my own family. And why are you working so hard for no benefit? Um, probably because I'm a people pleaser and I do my job. <laughs> I can't not do it. So when I'm at work, I'm working. You know, but I'm one also of the, running a rat race and never getting it all done. One of the, um, first of all, I love your t-shirt and I'm getting, I'm like reading it now as I'm listening to you talk and you kind of like went up for a minute and I was like, oh, this is amazing. It's like bonfires, flannels, s'mores, sweaters, campfires, and pink drink. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so one of the things that I'm noticing coming up from the very first thing that you told me when you first started talking and then throughout everything that you've shared with me is a lot of black and white thinking, right? And also some victimization, right? Like I am here all day doing everything for everybody else's kids and there's no time left over for my kids, right? So we have a lot of like victim story going on there. And the black and white thinking is anytime you hear yourself say never or always or um words like that, that is a huge indicator that your brain is trying to make it in or out here or there. And it's just not simply true. All of these things that we think are not true. They're just stories that we believe, right? Our thoughts are just what we believe, but it doesn't mean that they are the facts, right? Like we could separate the facts and the story in all of the things you've told me, right? You're a school teacher, you have students, you work with, um, special ed. Is that right? That's, is that what I heard you say? Okay. And you have paperwork. All of those things are the facts of the story. But when we start to get into the juicy stuff, that's all thoughts, right? Like telling ourselves, I don't have time to do that right now, or I'm working myself to death for no benefit or anything is better than nothing is just not my personality, right? It's actually not a personality thing. It's just all in nothing thinking. It's black and white thinking. And when we believe these things about ourselves, like right now you believe that you are just someone that has to do it all the way or not at all. And so what I want to show you that's coming up in your result from that thinking is, you know, when you receive a Facebook group message or an email or, you know, whatever it is, right? In the moment, you think, I don't have time to do that right now. And then from that thought, you have a feeling. And that's because our thoughts create our feelings. And when you have that feeling of overwhelm, that is the place that you take action from. So you don't open the message. You focus on your students and your paperwork. You have a lot of black and white thinking, like 
I'm here for nine hours with working on everybody else's kids. And, you know, there's never going to be enough time for my kids. And there's victimization going on there. Almost like, not necessarily like you're like, poor me, woe is me. But like, those aren't the words that you used. But there is this, what I'm observing is this mentality of like, and I'm trapped and I have to make a change because I can't live this way. Right. And that's where you sort of like got emotional about it's getting harder and harder to be a teacher. I have to get out of this. Right. And your mind wants to put you in a corner and like back you in and think that there's no way out and you're trapped. But the result that I see coming up for you right now is I'm not going forward. And it's coming from this thought, I don't have time to do that right now, or I'm not making time for myself is another result that I see coming up for you with this thought, I don't have time to do that right now. And the thing that's so powerful when we recognize, because right now you're giving all of your power away to time. You're like, yep, it's because of time that I am not able to do this business. It's because of time that I always give of myself and never take anything for myself. It's because of time that my kids don't have their mom because I'm giving myself to all these other kids. And it sounds it sounds so beautiful, doesn't it? It's like, oh, like when I listen to someone describe this personality style that you've described to me that you believe to be true by yourself, I'm like, oh, she's a saint, <laughs> right? Like <clears throat> I left the classroom 13 and a half years ago and will never return because it turns out I don't actually like kids. So that was sort of like, you know, a problem as a school teacher. <laughs> I like my kids sometimes, but, um, you know, other it's like 50, 50, like 50% of the time. I'm like, you're awesome. And I mean, you could stay around, I guess. And the other 50% of the time I'm like really questioning my judgment, like four kids in seven years. Like what was where I remember like wanting each and every one of them. And one day, if they ever listen to this, I just want them to know how much I love them. And, you know, life is 50-50, which means sometimes you love it and sometimes you don't like it as much. Right? And right now, your brain is just like shoving you into this place of like, and we're stuck in this job and we can't ever get out because there's not enough time. And time is just your circumstance. It's totally neutral. There's 24 hours in the day. And you have the same amount of time as somebody who creates the Plexus business or the network marketing business that is the one of your dreams. So what's the difference between you being able to utilize that time to make it work or not utilize the time to make it work. You're frozen. <laughs> I'm sure you're saying something really amazing yeah. right now. Go ahead. 
Did you hear what I asked? Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> okay. That's what, that's fine. So what I was saying is that it wasn't even a really good question. I didn't even like the way I phrased it. So it's like, perfect. I'm glad I get to redo it again. So, um, what I'm wondering is, is when you look at time as like in your mind, we know that your brain is like, it's because of time that I can't do this. Would you agree with that? So explain to me why time is the problem. Maybe turn off your camera. Well, Maybe turn family, off. Let's let's but see. When I have a free moment. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, turn off that camera and see if it gives us a stronger Wi-Fi. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so um, it's that balance or finding that balance of, I know if I work this business, it's going to help my family. But if I have free time, I want to be spending it enjoying my family. Mm -hmm. So explain to me why you can't do that. Um, because if I'm on my phone working my business, um, then I'm not present in the moment with my children How when so? I'm at home with them. How so? Um, just the, you know, uh, mom, I need your attention. Mom, I need your attention. Mom, I need your attention. And hang on a minute. I got to finish this. Hang on a minute. I'm writing a post. Hang on a minute. I'm answering somebody. That sort of thing. Okay. So explain to me why it's a problem that you're not present. And I'm not saying um, you should or shouldn't be. I just want to uh -huh. know what your brain and everyone on the call is just like, why is she asking that? Like she's a mom. <laughs> she should know the answer to this. I know. Hold on. Just give me a minute here with my client. Tell me what's the problem with you not being present? I guess I'm not the only one that doesn't understand the question. <laughs> so, um, like, because I want to be present. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What do you make it mean if you're not a present mom? What do I make it mean? Like, what's the problem with you not being present? What's your brain like? It sounds like it's a bad thing. And I'm curious to know why. Um, I guess it goes back to the time answer. I feel like I'm not around my kids very often during the day. And so when I am around them, I want to be present. How, why? Uh, well, I mean, I guess it's obvious to me, I guess, but I just need to say it. They're the most important thing in my life. And, and how do you show someone that they're, the, how do you show someone that they're the most important person in your life? 
uh, with time and attention. Okay. How so? Um, being present with them, like um, interacting and my love language is touch. So with my kids, I hug a lot. Because one of the things that I'm interested is <clears throat> as a school teacher, when you're at school with them all day, how do you share, how do you show them that you love them when you can't be with them? Um, I don't get to, uh, well, what's important for me is. Do they not um, know that you love them when you're at school teaching school? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Because when I'm with them, I show them love. So how do they know that you love them when you're not with them? Uh, they hang on to when I am with them. <laughs> okay. They keep that with them. And so how do they know that they're the most important person in your life? Uh, because I tell them. Okay. And so when you think that you struggle with working on your network marketing business when you're home with them because you've been gone all day at school, right? And so what your brain is doing here is it's like, we're already void and deficit of all of this like prime time. And so it's almost like there's all this scarcity around time where we're already behind. And so we have to like be all in when we're with them. Because why? I guess I feel like it's to make up time that I'm not with them. And it's like that all or nothing thinking again, right? Yes. It's like, we've been gone all day. So now like we have to be a hundred percent present because, and I know you haven't said this yet, but sort of the vibe that I'm getting is like, cause I want to be a good mom. Is that why you do it or? Yeah. I mean, that's the ultimate motivation. And, and it's kind of interesting because it's kind of interesting because when we want to be like a good mom, right? What are we, what's the end goal? What are we trying to like produce for our kids? If we're a good mom. Uh, to raise good people. And happy people. Happy people. Okay. So this is really key. Because if we are the most present mom, then we will have happy kids. Right? No. <laughs> well, because we got it. We, but that's like not lining up. Explain to me how, because if we are like the most present mom, your brain's like, yeah, if I'm a present mom, then I will have happy kids. And I'm already at school all day. So I'm already behind. So I have to work in overdrive when I'm home with them because they're already 
behind on having a present mom because I'm at school all day. Right. It doesn't line up. The thinking doesn't line up. How so? Um, Because it takes more than just being present to be a good mom and raise happy, productive children or humans. Should our kids always be happy? No, they need to experience negativity. Why? So that they, so that they know how to deal with the good and the bad. So if they need to experience negativity and you're at home with them and you're working on a post and they're trying to get your attention and they're experiencing negative emotion because their mom is ignoring them because they're doing a post on social media for their evil network marketing business that's ruining (laughs) their childhood, right? This is like what our brain tells us. And it does it to all of us. Spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. And our brain's like, oh my gosh, I have to put this away because my children are not going to be happy kids because I was on my phone too much. Right. And it's like, we believe that our kids are entitled to being happy all the time. Right. And And having our attention 24 seven. Right. And like, this is just what your brain is telling you right now. And if, you want to believe it, you totally can. But the experience that it's creating for you is like, if we put it in a model, I guarantee that in your result line, it's going to be, I'm not enjoying being the mom I want to be. In those moments, not always. Right. Because then it causes frustration because I have to choose between the two. Do you? No, I don't. Why not? I feel like I have to. Right. Why, like do you feel like to. You, why do you feel like you have to? Um, because I think in the moment, it's, it's okay to teach my child patience and that I hear you, I validate your question, but you're going to have to give me a moment to finish this post and then you can have my attention. And so why are you not doing that right now? That's a good question. <laughs> What's the answer? Well, and it's like, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's like for this call, you know, I, uh, spent the time to front load the kids, left them in the house, made sure they had what they needed and explain to them why they could not interrupt my call or they couldn't come out here and just ask me, how's it going? Or did you get on or any of those attention seeking questions? Um, because I told them if I can just get through this, then you can have my attention afterwards. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be either or it can be both, just not both at the same time. And what's so, what's the difference between what you did today with them for this call and what you do with them every night when you need to balance your plexus work and your home life? There should not be a difference. But there is one. 
Yeah. Um, I'm not at work this week, so I didn't feel the pressure of <laughs> of that. I know, I know your brain time. like I know your brain wants to think that it's work in time. Anytime that we plan something ahead of time, we're using our prefrontal cortex. It's the part of our brain that allows us to think about what we're thinking. And it's what makes us be successful at achieving a result or not. And what you did in preparation for this call was you communicated to the kids ahead of time what your expectation was, what your boundary was. And it allowed you the space to be present with them then, with me now, with yourself now, and with them after. But when you're coming home from work and you don't have that set ahead of time, you're allowing your lower brain, your primitive brain to be in charge. And it is like a nasty little sucker. (laughs) It's like, I like to describe it as feed me, see more in the movie, Little Shop of Horrors. Do you know the movie? Yes. Yeah. It's like this animalistic thing that's just like, feed me, feed me, feed me. Do it now. Don't think about it. Just react, react, react. Yes. So in, in today's situation, you were being proactive. And it created this thinking for you that's providing a result of, I'm showing up the way I want to show up. But... Every day after school, when you're going home and you're trying to do it, but there's not really an expectation or a boundary or a predetermined thing. And maybe there is, maybe you haven't told me about it yet, but just from what you've told me, it sounds like there's a lot of like lower brain thinking, which isn't, it's not bad. Like your lower brain is what helps you get home from work without thinking about it. Your lower brain is actually brilliant. It just it files things away in a super efficient way. It's how like when you memorize multi, what, what grade do you teach? High school. Okay. Biology. Okay. So <clears throat> we're using our prefrontal cortex to learn something new, right? Like you teach a new concept to your students and then they have to memorize it. Maybe they use note cards right? Like I I always have to like memorize things with note cards and I'm using my prefrontal cortex to like, okay, in order to memorize this, I'm going to have to write it down the note card. And then I'm going to have to look at it over and over and over again. And I'm going to have to dedicate time to memorize it. And then for the test, if I've put enough preparation in, I don't even have to think about the answer because my upper higher brain has efficiently filed it to my lower brain and it's just automatic. I don't even have to think about it. It's just there, right? Did you freeze again? No, I'm here. Yes, I'm listening. And so it's the same thing. Like our lower brain gets a bad rap from me a lot of the time, (laughs) from the world a lot of the time. But it's, it's, it has... It has, it's 50, 50, 50% of the time we're like, Ooh, perfect. Thanks for organizing that and getting me home safely without thinking of it. And then the other half of the time, it's like, um, I really just 
want to not do my plexus work right now because I want to be with my kids and I should be with my kids because I've been gone all day and I need to give them my full attention because they're going to be, they're going to grow up to be unhappy if I don't give them my full attention and my, my, I, because I don't have enough time because I work all day. Um, I don't have time to do my business because my kids are more important and I want to prioritize their happiness before my happiness. And it's your lower brain in the moment that's telling you all of those things to believe. What's coming up for you? Because I can't see your face. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, the the science part of me makes that makes sense. And why? Um, um, been in survival mode for a long time. And so I've been using that lower brain just to function. Right. But now, yeah. So now it needs to get back to, um, how my brain used to function years ago where I could time block, I could pre-plan, um, I could prioritize and multitask. So yeah, so it's that get out of your head and get back in your head, maybe a different part of your head. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you want? Yes, most definitely. And so why aren't you, I mean, I, I see you having this like aha moment, right? You're like, oh my gosh. Maybe it is in my, I mean, maybe not these words, but maybe it is in my personality to like decide ahead of time what I want to do. Yes, it, it definitely used to be. So I need to get back there um, because I am, like, a, I am a planner, like I am a note taker. So yeah. Me too. It's almost like your brain is like, And I, I don't know if it's doing this right now, but it's almost like being in survival mode has served you or maybe you thought it served you well, but maybe you're realizing it's not serving you right now. Yes, it is not serving me right now. And it's like creating this experience and your brain wants to be like, yep. And it's because we don't have enough time, but the real cause has nothing to do with time. Time is neutral. There's 24 hours. You can do whatever you want in it. You don't have to be a school teacher, right? Yes. Yes. Like, what could you do if you weren't a school teacher? If you're like, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to turn in my two weeks tomorrow. What's your um, telling you when I say that? Say that. Say that again. Like, you could turn in your two weeks tomorrow and just quit teaching tomorrow. Right? I could. I would lose my insurance, but I could. Okay. So we would lose our insurance. <laughs> what would you do if you lost your insurance? Uh, it probably wouldn't change a lot of things. Um, that's one of the only reasons I haven't quit yet <laughs> this year. 
Cause see, when I feel like I'm backed into a corner and I'm trapped in something that I don't want to do anymore, I just let myself go to worst case scenario. Uh huh. And so let's just say you decide like, I'm done. I don't want to be a teacher anymore. I'm going to quit. And so I'm going to lose my insurance. Mm-hmm. And what would that, like what problems? So what What's the problem with that? Um, about the only thing it would do right now is, you know, next year at some point, my fiance and I are thinking about having another kid, but you know, that's seven, eight months away. So do you have to have insurance to have a kid? Um, I, yeah, I feel like I couldn't afford it without the insurance. Did you know that you can go to the hospital and have a baby without insurance and they deliver your baby, even though you can't pay them? Uh, (laughs) I've done it before many times. That's how I know you can. Oh, no, I've never had one without insurance. Yeah. You just show up and they like deliver your baby and then they send you a bunch of bills. (laughs) But like your mind's like, yeah, we can't have a baby because we don't have insurance. So we can't quit this job because there's no other ways to have insurance. I wish we knew of like other ways to get health insurance. Darn it. (laughs) Must only be one way to have health insurance and it's to be a school teacher and hate our job. Not that you hate your job. No, it's just too bad. I just like many parts of my job. Too bad that nobody on this call probably knows another way to get health insurance. What are other ways we can get health insurance? Yeah, privately. So then I would (laughs) have to uh, be putting suggestions in the comments. There's like this amazing thing in our country called Medicaid. And when you quit a job or lose a job, they just like start paying for everything for you. You just have to apply. Could we do that? I guess. I don't know anything about Medicaid. Yeah. We could like look into it. There's more people, more comments, more suggestions in the comments. Misty says, you've been paying for Medicaid your whole career for other people to use. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of, I remember when we were in college, I'll share this story and then we'll, we'll go to the next, but In college, I had this real stigma around getting help from the government. I was like raised to, you never do that. In my, my parents had said like, don't use Medicaid, don't use WIC, don't use any of those things. And so when I got married and they sent us off on our own, no more money from the family. We got married at 21 and 22. And I was like, okay, I have to go get a job. I have to get health insurance. I have to graduate as fast as possible so I can be a teacher and have awesome health insurance. Because if you don't know this, you guys, teachers have the best health insurance. That's why she's like, I'm staying for the health insurance because I mean, 
Medicaid is actually the best health insurance. If you've never been on it before, it's amazing. They don't even send you bills. You just get like free, 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 free. It's all free. Um, <laughs> and, um, and so I like refused to get government assistance and I worked 20 hours a week. I took 22 credits and I killed myself mentally, physically, spiritually, because I was not going to use those programs. And then I graduated college and became, got my teacher certificate and I taught elementary school because we needed to have good health insurance to have a baby. And, um, I was so miserable. My pregnancy was incredibly difficult. I was literally throwing up 24 hours a day, trying to teach second graders. It was so awful. Oh my gosh. I just, the second, the first year was amazing. Second year teaching second grade was awful and there was no air conditioning and I was miserable and I had varicose veins everywhere. Ladies, you know what I'm talking about, right? Not just in the legs. You get what I'm saying? I couldn't even stand. And I worked a week past my due date because I needed health insurance, right? Because I had like pigeonholed myself into this. I have to have health insurance. This is the only way to have health insurance. And then (laughs) I took maternity leave and we got on Medicaid and I had my second baby on Medicaid. And I was like, oh my gosh, I made myself suffer. And I wasn't even a great teacher that year because I was so miserable. And I had never considered this option of there's other ways to have health insurance. <clears throat> now I'm not saying go quit your job, go get on Medicaid. I'm not saying any of that. So please don't anybody message me telling me that you disagree with what I've said. I'm holding space for my client. Okay. And helping her to see other options. You don't need to message me to tell me your political views. Um, what I want you to see is that this black and white thinking that you've described as your personality is not creating the life that you want. It sounds like, and the way that you take all your power back is in how you think about it. So instead of thinking, I have, to have, I have to keep this job, I have to figure out how to do both at the same time, you could have a thought like, it's possible that there are other ways to get health insurance. It's possible that I can be a present mom and work full-time as a teacher and spend an hour a night not being present with my kids to move my business forward. Because right now it's like, no, you can't, right? Yes, and I have seen that on the nights that I have adamantly said, this is my time and this is your time and you know, I have to go do this. I have seen my business flourish because of those hour blocks I've put in throughout the week. So, so yes, I have seen the results. I don't know why I still black and white think. <laughs> yeah. So why are you not, why, let's just, let's just, it'd be so easy if we're like, oh yeah, we're just going to like time block from here on out. What does your brain tell you when you're like, okay, we're going to start time blocking right now. We're going to do that again. 
What does your brain tell you? Um, I actually like time blocking. I don't know why I choose not to do it. Why don't um, you choose not to do it? Because something always comes up that invades the time block. It's time again. Yeah. It's that time scarcity. It's not time. Do you see that it's not time or are you like, no, it's time? <laughs> you just tell me it's fine either way. No, I, it's not time. It's, it's the blocking. It's the intention. Yeah. It's your prefrontal cortex knows this. You're like, yeah, I will time block. And then your lower brain is like, oh, so much work. Right. Yeah, for me, it's not the work; it's the um, the uncontrolled that pops up. Mm. It's the black and white. If we don't, if we don't do it perfectly, yes, we wasted our time time blocking. Yeah, yeah, it's something's gonna something's gonna come up that's gonna screw up what I set in place. Oh yeah. What do we do if that happens? Yeah, we should be able to pivot, but we just shut down. <laughs> because we think because of our thoughts, we shut down. Like when you're teaching school and they do a fire alarm that they didn't tell the class about and you can't even finish your lesson. What would you do? Just shut down. Can't even teach the rest of the week? No. What would you do? Uh, we just fix it next class. <laughs> fix it next class. So if you can do that as a school teacher, where literally you have to roll with the punches all day long. I love working with teachers because they're the most flexible humans on the planet. They can roll with anything. They're like, oh, we came to a classroom today with only three desks and we had a test. We're going to figure it out. There's like no problem here. Right? Like teachers can figure out anything. They're the best problem yes. solvers. They're so flexible. They can roll with the punches, but your brain is like, yeah, but as a mom, like I can't even time block. Cause like something might get in the way. So you're having this resistance to it. But what else is true is that you do that all day as a school teacher. Why can't you do it at home? That's true. Why can't? I want you to keep asking yourself this question throughout the next week. What else is true? <coughs> and make lists. I want you to look for evidence of how you can be flexible in time blocking in other areas of your life because you're already doing it. It's just your thought that you can't do it at home because you're not going to be a present mom if you do. But when your lower brain is in charge of those after school hours, you don't like the mom that you are or you don't like that you can't build your business the way you want to. Cause it's like either, or in your mind, you're like, either I'm a present mom or I'm moving my business forward. 
but that's when yes. your lower brain is in charge. When your prefrontal cortex is like deciding the night before, which is what I would challenge you to do is decide the night before what you're going to do after school every day and then communicate to the family. This is the routine. This is what we're going to start doing. And I'm going to need your help. We're all going to have to be on board as a team. And every day, like this is when I'm going to do it. And sometimes we're going to have to be flexible, but like, I'm going to need your support. And I, I mean, you're going to, we're going to have family time at this time. And it's going to be so great. And we're going to, you're going to watch me like excel in my business. And one day I'm going to leave teaching because of it. Yes. And I've had glimpses of those moments probably within the past month. Um, but like I said, just glimpses. And so it needs to be more consistent. Yeah. That needs to be the dominating. Yes. Leave teaching and have a baby with so much time, Jaja says. <laughs> Doesn't that sound amazing? It does. Okay. So the only thing we have to do is be totally uncomfortable. Are you willing to be uncomfortable? Yes. Are you willing to have your kids disappointed sometimes? Yes. And all in. It's, it's perfect because you love all in. And if the worst thing that can happen being all in with your teacher job, with being a mom, with time blocking so that you can have that expectation and that consistency every day, even if it's just one hour, you can get a lot done in one hour. I promise you. Yes. And you're all in knowing that the worst thing that can happen is you're going to feel overwhelm, guilt. And some panic, or maybe like a bad mom. Are you still all in? Yes, because I already feel all those things. So exactly, you're so smart. (laughs) Say it. You're already experiencing it already. So, and you might as well just get it done. You've totally got this. We just need to like lesson plan what happens after school the night before 24 hours in advance, promise yourself you'll do it Yes, four hours in advance yeah. and then do exactly what you said you were going to do. And you know, if a, yeah. kid, if a kid lights the couch on fire, then, you know, we're probably going to miss doing our work that day. Cause like sometimes those things happen. Right. But we just push it to the next day. We just push it to the next day. Yep. You've totally got this. Yeah. And I like the planning 24 hours in advance because sometimes I block too much, like a week and then Mm. too much. 24 hours in advance. And if you need to make a change, if you're like, oh, Thursday night is back to school night. So I'm not going to be able to do that. That's fine. Because 24 hours in advance, you can say, I'm not going to be able to work my Plexus business on Thursday at the normal time because it's back to school night. So instead I'm going to take that chunk of time and I'm going to double down on Saturday. Yes. 
So you can cancel your designated time as long as you're making the decision 24 hours in advance, because that means your prefrontal cortex is in charge, not your lower brain that in the moment is like, no, we just want to like sit on the couch and watch Hocus Pocus because it's been a long work day. And like, we'll just push off the plexus work till tomorrow. Nope. Yeah. That's when our lower brain is in charge in survival mode. It's doing that. It's keeping you alive. It's helping you to survive. Hip, hip, hooray. Thank you very much. But we really want to quit this job and this isn't working. So I can't listen to you right now. I have this schedule. I got to go do it. Then I can come back and watch Hocus Pocus. Right? Yes. Follow the 24-hour rule. Do what you say no matter what. You trust yourself as a teacher. Now we need to trust ourselves in our network marketing business. And as a mom, a working mom that your kids were given to you and God knew you were going to work and you weren't going to be able to give them 24 hours of the dedicated time a day. And he was like, yep, I'm sending him to her because she's the one who's supposed to be their mom. And your kids are getting the exact version of you that they're supposed to get. They already have this whole time. And like my daughter last night, she was like, mom, I wish you were like one of those moms that like, you know, took, took your kids out of school to like go on lunch dates and stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that would have been cool if I was one of those moms. I'm not. (laughs) I do other great things though but I'm not one of those moms because when you're at school, it's my free time all day. Uh, Why are you interrupting that? I'm also one of those moms that works all day when her kids are gone because I love it so much. Well, I take two and a half hours off in the middle to like exercise, shower, shave my legs, get dressed, all that. Yeah, I built a pool. My kids have such a great life because I work all day and I don't check them out from school to go to lunch like some moms do. And there's moms listening that are like, oh, I'm the checkout lunch mom. And I'm like, you are the coolest. My kids would love you as their mom. (laughs) They totally would, but they got, they got the mom that like loves to do network marketing all day, except, you know, I also like to, I I have a break in my day. I don't just do it all day long, but if I did, that'd be fine too. Right. You've got this. All right. Thanks for getting coached today. Yes. Thank you so much. You helped a lot of people with your vulnerability. I promise you. Well, it did help me. So. You're going to help yourself now, right? Yes. Yes. And you're going to use the, put the prefrontal cortex in charge. Yes. All right. We have Tamara with her husband's picture. Oh no. Can you not see me? Oh, I can see you now. It's just like the little thumbnail is your husband. When it first got on, it like said his name and I was like, oh, we're getting a man. This is going to be so interesting. And then I was like, oh, nope. 
It's Tamara. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, I've lost all control. His picture, my daughter's name. I'm like, can I get my life back? Thank you. I know. No, we can't. We're never going to get the life back. COVID changed <laughs> everything, right? It's like, everyone knows the zoom password. Everybody does yeah. all these things a hundred percent. Yeah. It's for forever changed. That's true. <laughs> best. It's the best thing ever. We're a better version of ourselves now. That's how I choose to think about it. <laughs> what can I help you with today? Okay. So I have some notes put down um, and I'm just going to kind of just explain a few things and then you can kind of run with it if that's okay. Um, So I've been with Plexus for five years and I'm only a gold and it's super embarrassing. Um, All of my friends that do Plexus as well and those that brought me in are all diamonds And, um, you know, they're traveling and sending me, you know, pictures of their, you know, gifts that they get. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. And my love language is totally like gifts and travel and all that. So um, my daughter is 12 and she's always like, mom, why don't you get, why don't we go on those trips? Why don't you get those gifts? And she's, they're like, you know, why are you so bad at it? So it's always sitting in the back of my head that I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just, I'm so embarrassed. I love it. I love the products. Um, I don't do it for the money. However, I would love to be able to um, help my husband a little bit and support financially. But honestly, I would do it more for for me, for something for me. So I have something for me to do, um, something to be proud of, something to invest some time in. Like I said, I'm here for the trips and that kind of thing. Um and even my husband always says, you know, like I'll you know, every once in a while I'll start talking about it and he'll say, you know, babe, just enjoy life. Go to lunch with your friends, go shop. Why are you even sitting at home sending messages or why are you trying to work or why are you trying to do this? Um, not that he doesn't want to and he won't support me, but he sees my frustration and he's like, just, just enjoy yourself. Don't even worry about doing any of this. Um, and I just keep sticking with it. And I do post a lot. I do lives. I do stories. Um, but I just don't have that many people. I don't have anybody interested in working the business. And um, I think probably the biggest thing is I think I just hold it all a secret. Um, but we, I went to lunch with like 20 ladies just the other day. And someone said, we were just kind of all chatting. And someone said, oh, what do you do? And I know what I want to say and I know what I do. And I just immediately shut down and say, oh, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. And so unless people are friends with me on social media and they see, um, it's like my secret. Like no one knows that I do it. Um, Everyone just thinks I'm a stay-at-home mom. So I just, I I can't share with people um, in like that kind of group setting. Like I kind of, again, go back to the embarrassment and, um, you know, I just want to talk kids and mom and what's going on and not business type. So that's kind of some of the notes I jotted down. Something's kind of interesting. Do you know the only reason why you're not diamond? Because I don't put the work in. No, that's not it. Because I don't tell anybody. (laughs) Those are all your actions. (laughs) 
Um, that I'm embarrassed. You're embarrassed because of what you're thinking about your business. Your thoughts are the only reason why you're not diamond. That's it. And it's kind of crazy, right? Because our thoughts create our feelings. And our feelings drive our actions. And our actions produce our results. And so in our mind, you're like, I post. I do lives. I mean, I don't tell anyone about it in real life, but like on social media, like then they'll know. Mm-hmm. But in real life, like I don't want anyone knowing because I'm so embarrassed that I'm like only gold, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and while that is one of your damaging thoughts, I think we could put that up there in like top five of the. 15 that you just gave me and that we're running right now in our mind. Right. Mm -hmm. But the one that I think that is most damaging is I can't share with people in that kind of a group setting. And I sort of want to hear more about that. Um, you said, I shouldn't talk about my kids and my life. I'm like, I don't want to talk about my business. mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I feel like when I am in one of those group settings, it's normally with like moms from school, you know, that we, we have a text and we go, you know, Hey, we're going to do, you know, lunch break here or breakfast or something. And no, not one person works. So everyone's a stay at home mom. Um, Lexi goes to a private Christian school that predominantly is extremely wealthy. And, um, no moms work at all. And I, when we first began a few years ago, I did um, offer, I did reach out to people and I got shut down. Um, I did feel embarrassed and I just kind of decided that I'm going to kind of remove it from that group because I don't want to I feel like I'm not, I don't want people to think that I'm there to sell my products. Um, I'm there to kind of enjoy their company. And I truly am. I, I'm not there to work. Um, but that's kind of what, where my thoughts come is if she starts talking about what she does, they're going to think, you know, well, we're not going to invite her anymore because she's just here to share, you know, share what she does or share products with us. Um, not talk about, you know, the kids cheer game last night. So what would, what would Diamond Tamara do? Same thing? Oh, no, I'm sure they would share. What would Diamond Tamara do? Like you, as a diamond. What would lunch dates look like as a diamond? Um, well, hopefully the same, that we're just there to enjoy each other's time and not, I'm not there to offer, you know, products or sell them anything. Um so I would think maybe the same. Yeah. Cause our brain's like, yeah, I'm not going to be any, I'm not going to think any different when I'm a diamond, mm-hmm. but that's impossible. Mm-hmm. Cause the only way to get to diamond is to change what you think. Okay. I'm going to show you this. This is the coolest thing ever. It's going to change your life. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> okay. This is the best. What color do you want to be? You want to be fuchsia? Do you want to be red? Do you want to be blue? Do you want to be green? Um, 
Usha. Oh, I like that too. That's my favorite one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is you right now. They're smiling Tamara. <laughs> okay. And then we have, this is gold. You're gold. Yes. You're kind of frowning here though, too. Probably. Yeah. I just make it look like you have a big mouth. <laughs> but you're like frowning, happy. You're like, yeah, I don't really know if I like myself. Unclear, unclear. Okay. Then we have Diamond Tamara. Diamond Tamara is like, yes, I have the best life ever. And my friends, they all think I'm amazing because I'm a diamond. <laughs> right? And in order to get from gold Tamara to diamond Tamara, we actually cannot make decisions the way that gold Tamara thinks right now. Because if we keep making decisions from what gold Tamara thinks, we never make it to diamond Tamara, which is why you're still gold Tamara. Because you keep thinking, I'm only gold. And it's super embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And all my friends are diamond. And they message me about the gifts and the travel. And I want those things. And my daughter, who's 12, Lexi? Yes. Lexi's like, why are you still bad at this? <laughs> Always. And you're like, I don't know. Probably because I'm still gold and it's so embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you're like, I just, I don't do it for the money, but like, I would actually sort of love the money. And I'm sort of like, you know, not committed to saying that I want the money, but like, I really do want to help my husband with the money. Right. And then you're like, your husband's like, yeah, just enjoy yourself. Like, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I know, except like, I really want to be diamond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, can't let go of it. Right. God's like tapping on me. This is what we want. And it's too bad. We can't have it because we're just gold and it's so embarrassing. Right. And then mm -hmm. we're like, yeah. I'm like, I don't have that many people because that's gold Tamara. And I don't have anyone interested in the business because gold Tamara just can't share with people in that kind of a group setting. And we really don't want anyone to know. So we don't really tell anyone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yes. And the only way to become diamond Tamara is to uh, make a bunch of mistakes. Cause all these little lines are just a bunch of mistakes. Like, Oh, Mistake number one, talked to my group of friends a couple years ago and they shut me down and it was just so embarrassing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And this emotion, embarrassing, oh gosh, I don't know if there's two R's or not. How embarrassing? <laughs> Doesn't matter because I'm all in. I'm all in. I can totally... I am going to experience negative emotion as your coach for the rest of my life, but I'm all in for it. Cause if the worst thing is me being embarrassed, cause I don't know how to, I don't know if there's two R's or not <laughs> just feeling negative emotion. Right. So you're like, Oh my gosh, that mistake that I made, it was so embarrassing. And your lower brain's like, yep, never do that again. <laughs> cause it wants to avoid what? And getting shut down, being embarrassed. No, 
being yes. chased. Yes. Mm-hmm. It wants to avoid the negative emotion because mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of years ago, when we were cavemen, our brain, which has not fully adapted yet, in order to keep you alive, which your lower brain is the number one pro at doing, that's the only reason it's there, keep you alive. Conserve energy, avoid discomfort, and seek pleasure. This is the avoid discomfort part. And guess what? This is all, all the way to diamond, discomfort. You're going to plan on it. But guess what? Only 50% of the time. Because the other 50% of the time is trips. And... Um, gifts like Tiffany's gift cards <laughs> and designer sunglasses and Olukai sandals and a trip to Mexico or a private island. And you're like, no, I could never do those things. Sure, you could if you believed it. Right? But your brain's like, ooh, that was that was embarrassing when they shut me down. We can't do that again because then they won't invite me to lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I won't be able to sit around the fire and we might die. It's because we're tribal on a cellular level. We're tribal. So when we get this like sense that we're going to be kicked out of the tribe, Our brain is like, danger, danger, danger. Mm -hmm. Avoid this emotion of embarrassment or fear that we're going to get kicked out of the lunch group. (coughs) And, And here's the thing that I hope to teach you over the course of the next decade, if you'll allow me, is that I can teach you how to get to diamond without losing your friends and family along the way. Because I made all the mistakes and I did lose some friends and family along the way, but because I went through some unnecessary suffering and pain, I can show you how to avoid some of that. It doesn't mean that you're going to have a hundred percent happy, positive experience all the way to diamond. That's impossible because life is 50, 50. So 50% of the time there's going to be discomfort. And the other 50% of the time there's going to be like, you know, rank up graphics that send dopamine off the rail inside of your head. And you're like, everybody loves me. I work so hard and I am senior gold or Ruby or senior Ruby or Emerald right? You like have these amazing moments of euphoria where you hit the rank and you're celebrated and you get the extra cash and you get the bonus pool and you win the car or whatever it is that you want. But it has to come with some discomfort, but I can show you by taking your power back in your thoughts, how to avoid that unnecessary pain and suffering of losing your friends and family or the perception of it along the way. Because I know that you can be yourself 
and still talk about what you do and your friends still want to be around you. What would that look like? And I, and I think you did nail it because that is a big fear is I don't want to be that person that loses all her friends and family. And I've seen it, you know, in other companies and I've seen it firsthand, um, you know, and when some of my uplines ask me like, why don't you just, just come out and, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to lose my friends. Like, you know, I'm not that type of person. I, I, I don't, I won't do like anything it takes to get there. You know, like I want to do it correctly, even if it takes double the time. Um, but I think that, yeah, that you nailed it right on the head. That's my biggest fear right there. And it's interesting because when you have this fear, the that fear is coming from what? What are you thinking about when you have that fear? Um, I'm going to lose all my friends and family. Or is it something else? <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm it, it's embarrassing, and I'm fear. So kind of both. I, I, I'm embarrassed to say where I am and what I've been doing, but I'm fearful to, you know, even like my own sister was like, oh my gosh, just you know, don't even, don't even tell anybody what you do because you know they're gonna laugh because it's an MLM. So, yeah, um, what if they laugh? Then I shut down. <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, I don't really do that. <laughs> yeah, because again, we're like avoiding that negative emotion, right? Yeah. 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 So just to give you a different perspective, I will never forget the day I hit gold. I put on my Plexus t-shirt. It had gold writing on it. I got the biggest gold earrings that I could find in like my costume jewelry that I collected over the years from like forever 21 mm-hmm. and, you know, Pacific sun, like the surf shop. <laughs> and they're like these big ginormous heavy earrings that like for sure have contributed to pulling my earlobes down to an unnatural state. Right. And I remember walking into my kid's school and I was like, I'm gold. I mean, I didn't say it to anyone. But in my mind, I was like, I am so amazing. I'm gold. Like, I never even thought I would get this far. Like 20 people on my team? This is nuts. I'm so amazing. I'm like a big deal. (laughs) Did you know that those thoughts are available to you too right now, even if you never change anything about your business? Yeah. What's the resistance to just thinking them and believing them right now? Um, I mean, I think the resistance just goes back to maybe what other people say um, and what just sits in the back of my mind. Um, What's the problem with what other people say? I'm definitely a people person and I want to make everybody happy. And my daughter's the same way. Like we're, everyone always tells me, they're like, you should be like, you should be like the mayor of the school. Cause I'm like, I walk in, I'm like, hi, hi, hi. like, you know, so 
I am constantly, so and on top of that, I'm always like, oh my gosh, I'm, is that person okay? Or does that person need anything? Or what did they say? You know, and so definitely just a people person. I don't want to either make anybody else uncomfortable or, you know, upset anybody or, or. This is so good. This is so good. I have a question for you. I'm so excited to ask you this. Can you control how other people feel? No. Why not? You just told me you could. Well, you can, if you, I mean, are like mean to someone or something, and then you make them feel bad. Do you? But I think so. How so? Well, if someone, I mean, if I'm having like a great day and I'm really happy and then someone says something to me or negative or mean or something, it automatically kind of makes me shut down and then why? makes me feel bad. Because why? Um, my brain does it. I don't know. <laughs> it does with a thought. Mm-hmm. If our thoughts create our feelings... <laughs> And we're the only ones that choose our thoughts. How can someone else make us feel badly? It's not lining up for me. Can you explain it? Mm, I never thought about it like that. I've only thought about it as, yeah, if someone makes me feel bad, then I automatically feel bad. But it's my brain, obviously, but I've never thought about it in that way. Yeah. Our thoughts create our feelings. So can we make someone else feel badly? No. What makes them feel badly? Their own thoughts. Okay. So who's the only person that can hurt your feelings? Uh, Myself, according to like science. (laughs) With what? My thoughts. So if you are the only person that can evoke emotion in your body with your thoughts and anyone that you meet can only evoke emotion in their mind with their thoughts, then how can we make other people happy? Um... Well, it's really their own thoughts that make them happy. It's so crazy, right? Yeah. (laughs) But we like believe our brain Mm -hmm. when it tells us that if we act a certain way and do certain things, then people will like us more Mm -hmm. and they will feel something about us because of how we are acting, even if it means we're not being ourselves. Mm -hmm. When you're sitting with your friends at lunch, And you're thinking, I can't share with people in this type of a group setting. What do you instantly feel? What emotion? A one-word emotion. I can't share with people in this type of a group setting. You're sitting at lunch with all your friends. They're talking about what they do. And you're like, I'm just a mom. And you think, I can't share with people in this kind of a group setting. What emotion do you feel come up? Uh, Fear. Okay. And when you feel fear... What do you start doing at lunch? Um, kind of shutting down, I guess, in a way. What does that or look like? Changing the subject. I, I, I 
feel like, yeah, I just immediately just change the subject or kind of shut down, kind of get into somebody else's conversation maybe. Okay. What else happens? What are you, what else are you doing? What's going, what else is going on in your mind? Um, I don't know. I guess just. Are you worried they're going to find out somehow? Well, I feel like I don't, I'm a, I feel like I want them to, because I do, you know, do posts and all that type of stuff. So it's not like I'm hiding it in that way, mm-hmm. but um, I do hide it in a one-on-one or person-to-person way. Or like a small group. Yes. Okay. So <clears throat> you change the subject mm-hmm. and I don't want you to get offended by this, but I know I can't control your thoughts or your feelings. So I'm just going to go with, I'm just going to roll with it here because to be an amazing coach to you, I have to be honest about what I'm seeing, right? I'm just showing you what your thoughts are doing without judgment. You're lying to your friends about who you are and what you really want. For sure. And then you're sort of living this like double life, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you know, putting focus on others and, um, like also sort of like secretly hoping they're going to ask you about this business that you don't ever want to talk about. That's true. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we're also sort of like being a victim a little bit. Cause we're like, yeah, I mean, if I was like, further along than gold, it wouldn't be so embarrassing. And I'd be able to talk about this, like poor me. Right. Oh, totally. Yes. And so in your result line, it's, I don't like myself just from this thought. I can't share with people in this kind of a group setting. I'm not saying you don't like yourself in general. It's not that black and white. Like, it's not like, Oh, you have no self-confidence or (laughs) I'm not saying that. And then also I'm not honest with myself and I don't believe in myself are some results I see coming up. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Oh, I agree with everything you just said. And those are some of the notes that I already have written down of like reasons why. And like your brain is like, and it's because we're gold. Mm -hmm. It's not. Your rank is totally neutral. It's just numbers in a back office. Mm -hmm. It's what you think about it that creates the experience that you're having right now. And when you think things like, I'm only gold, it's super embarrassing. All my friends are diamond. My daughter says, why are you so bad at this? And, you know, I don't have that many people and I don't have interested in the business. Whenever you think any of those things, what's going to show up in your result line is I don't like myself as a leader. I don't like myself as a plexus ambassador or fill in the blank. I'm not honest with myself and I don't believe in myself. And you think it's because you're gold. You're like, if I was just diamond. 
I wouldn't have any of these problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's the thought that's causing the entire experience to happen. It's what's keeping you gold. So how do we like, you know, how do we get there? What do we do? Well, it's funny because the result line that you just said that like, those are, are not me, but they're me in this business, but they're not me elsewhere, which is strange. Why is that? I don't know. Sure you do. Let's take a guess. I'm not confident enough, I guess, maybe in this. Um, I feel like I want it and I need it and I want to do it, but is there something like, do I really want to, or do I really need it? Um, yeah, and I know answer, that is, what's the answer to those questions? So... Yes. Do you really, yes. do you really want this? Yes. I mean, do you I really be, need this. Yes. Okay. Like five years later, and that's something my husband, my daughter, like it's five years later. Like, why? <laughs> you know, and um, and I don't, and I don't have to, but I want it for me. But see, that's a that's one of your most damaging thoughts. Yeah. I don't have to. I don't need this. And that is the hard part because if it's you know, oh, do you want to go to lunch today? Or do you want to work in your business? I'm like, oh, wrap things up. I'm out, you know, I'm, um, or, you know, like my daughter texts me and says, can you pick up something? And I'm like, go on the target. Um, so that is a very, that is difficult for me to say this is the time. And I obviously- But you can that. still go to target and go to lunch mm-hmm. and work your business. Mm-hmm. But your brain's like, yeah, but I want to do all these other fun things instead. And I can't be a fun mom and go to lunch with my friends and work my business. Right. But like you totally can. Yes. In fact, you might grow your business even faster if you do. Because you could like meet someone at Target. Like if you ever decided that maybe you might want to like talk about your business, you know, in person as a human being, (laughs) like it's possible that you could sign someone up that you meet at Target. Yeah. Right. You're like, you know, buying some toothpaste and somebody's there like buying yeast cream and you're like, uh, yeast infections are the worst. And she's like, yeah, this is so awkward right now. And you're like, honestly, I used to struggle with those all the time. And like, I took these probiotics and like, they totally went away. And then she might be like, weirdo and walk away. And you can be (laughs) like, we're lost. (laughs) I don't want to shove monostat up there if I can like not need it. Right. Like you're like, bummer for you. You missed out, you know, or she might be like, oh my gosh, are you serious? Like, what kind is it? Uh You could be like, it's this like probiotic that I buy from this company. It has an antifungal in it too. Like it's amazing. I could like, Send you a little video shows how it works if you want. And she's going to be like, yeah, tell me and be like, cool. What's your phone number? What's your name? Hi, I'm Tamara, Mm -hmm. the yeast queen in the yeast aisle. (laughs) Super awkward and embarrassing, but like, I'm totally all in with feeling embarrassing moments. 
Cause I'm just like checking off the 50% negative emotion for the day. And you're having true connection with these people in the aisle at Target. Good thing you went to Target. <laughs> right? Right. We've got to open up our, we had to open up our thinking here big time, right? We want to be curious about why we're believing these things about ourselves. Like what else is true about being gold? Um, I've ranked. <laughs> Great. What else? Um, I have people sharing. I have people changing some lives, changing some lives. Mm -hmm. Cool. Too bad you're not helping anyone. (laughs) So lame that you're only helping like 20 people. (laughs) I want you to picture 20 people in your living room, all 20 of them. Yeah. And I want you to tell them, I want you to picture telling yourself, telling them there's just not enough of you in here. I'm such a loser. (laughs) Like your results aren't good enough for me to feel good about my job. So sorry. Like you guys, you're, you would never do that. Never. That's so true. I would never think of it that way either, but that's what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great way to think about it. This Tamara needs to start questioning why she thinks gold is so lame. Start by asking what else is true. And then anytime, all the times, like when, you know, Lexi comes home today and she's like, oh my gosh, why are you so bad at this? Be like, oh, I don't know if you know, but like I've helped 20 people with their health issues. Like, what did you do today? Okay. Sat in class all day. Gosh. (laughs) Way to go. Get on my level. I love that. You sound like someone that can joke with your daughter like that, right? For sure. Like we we were in convention and everyone she'd meet, she'd be like, can you please help my mother? She's so embarrassing. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, and be like, yep, you have a, you have a mom that embarrasses you. Isn't that so awesome? It's like with my daughter, I'm like, yeah, I know. It's not one of those moms that checks their kids out for lunch. I do on birthdays, <laughs> but it's like a stretch. And then on that mom that she's like, can you bring me this today? And I'm like, okay, I've already been to the school once today. See? Twice. Yeah. So I dropped her off just, and then she needed something and I already went back. No, there is literally nothing. The school would, <laughs> would need to be burning down. And even then I'm like, the principal probably has this handled. I'm sure they'll call me if they need me to come. And see, like, your way is amazing. And you. And you can still live that way and build a diamond business. And it's not because you drop everything to go to Target or drop things off at the school or go to lunch with your girls. Like, you think that's what's holding you back from diamond. It's not. It's when you're sitting at lunch with your friends and you're like, I am so, like... This is so embarrassing that I'm only gold. I'm not any good at this. Mm-hmm. I can't share in this group setting. That's why we're not diamond. We got to start like sharing 
And we can do it in a way that's authentic to us. But right now we're not being ourselves in front of our friends. You're right. I know it's kind of crazy, right? Thought coaching. It's like the best thing ever. Tell everyone. Help everyone. Yes. Yes. Okay. That was fun. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. You take all your power back when you start realizing like all the other things that are true too. Then you get to start questioning yourself, right? Like have compassion. Like, of course I feel like it's so embarrassing that I'm gold. Like I'm comparing myself to all my other friends who did it faster. No wonder I feel this way and have had this experience the last five years. But like, what if I could just like do it now? Yeah. What would that look like? How could I do it now and still keep all my friends and family? And just start like being curious about what that would look like and how you would do it. And when your brain's like, no, no, let's compare it to all of our friends. It just like, you know, are willing to sacrifice everything to be successful. Be like, oh, that's how they did it. And like, I am a trailblazer for my future and I'm going to get to diamond and do it my way. And there's more than one way to get to diamond. And I'm going to show people that you can get to diamond and not lose all your friends and family. And I'm going to like teach people about it when I get there. Like you're going to make YouTube videos and you're going to do trainings and Plexus is going to have you on stage and you're going to teach a convention how to get to Diamond without losing your friends and family. That's awesome. (laughs) I want you to picture that moment. And I want you to ask that girl how she did it. In your mind, like write a letter to yourself and be like... Dear Tamara, we just hit diamond and we didn't lose our friends and family. And this is how we did it. And I want you to just free write the way that you did it. And you're going to tap into wisdom that's already within you that you're limiting by thinking as Tamara, that's gold. We want to make decisions from our future diamond self. And we want to have her tell us what she did and how she did it. You going to write the letter? Yeah. Oh, yes. I have notes. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Send me the letter in my email. I want to read it if you want me to. I mean, if you don't want me to, it's fine. I know you like to keep things a secret, but like (laughs) I won't put it anywhere. Okay. (laughs) Okay. This was amazing. Tomorrow, Wednesday and Thursday, our calls are all at 9 a.m. Mountain time. Isn't that so nice? I made it so easy. 9 a.m., 9 a.m., 9 a.m. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 9 a.m. Mountain time. Same Zoom link, same password. So easy. Oh my gosh. And then Friday is at noon. Okay. Friday is at noon. Are we taking a picture? Did we take a selfie? And I was like, ah, were you taking a picture? It looks like you were taking a picture. I was actually taking a picture of some of the notes in the chat. Oh, perfect. Okay. I was like, just let me know if we need to take a a photo. (laughs) It's like, sometimes you guys take photos of me on here and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I wish I would have known they were taking that. It's fine though. It's fine. It's totally fine. I like the funny photos too. It's good to like, you know, be human and make weird faces. Okay. We'll see you back here tomorrow, guys. Thanks for coming. Bye. Thank you. You're welcome. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank 
that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, we can work on goals, and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.